What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Come summer at Amity Island, where we have sun, sea, and vendetta sharks. Vendetta sharks. (laughs) Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim. I'm John. And uh, if you didn't guess at the top of the show, we are talking about a film from the summer of 78. Am I right? 78? 1978. Jaws 2. The movie with the best tagline that anyone has ever invented. It's not even up for debate. No. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Dot, dot, dot. Jaws 2, motherfuckers. (laughs) Motherfuckers should have been in the title. (laughs) And arguably, the tagline is better than the movie, maybe? Better than the movie? That tagline's better than a lot of movies. That tag, I would, I would read that tagline instead of watching some of the movies I've watched this year at the movie theater. Honestly, the Jaws two tagline may be better than the original Jaws, and the original Jaws is peak cinema. Yeah, uh, it's weird that you know we've come so far in film criticism after over a hundred years of cinema that we're us, judging us taglines against movies. <laughs> It feels like a hundred years. Uh, no, just, just you know, uh, their film critics have been around for a long time, and here we are saying that taglines are better than whole ass movies, like saying that an apple is better than a Ferrari. Like the comparison makes no sense. Honestly, in the age of the inter- internet, all content is content, even if it's a film that took you know like hours and hundreds of hands, uh, and grunt work, and months of time, and all creative energy from from every corner and facet of creativity. Uh, versus a tagline, which took probably like two minutes and there were 10 varieties and a studio executive was like, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the best goddamn tagline ever invented. It's it's a very good sequel to an incredible movie and I honestly, a perfect summer movie. What's summer without a shark movie, right? Without a sequel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, there's a there's a shark sequel in the movie theater right now, I think, based on when this episode's coming out. Oh, yeah, The Meg 2. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, while we wait for it, we're tailgating it with Jaws 2. Is Meg a lady? I guess she would have to be with her. With, I know it's just short for Megalodon, but... We'll have to we'll have to go to the theater to find out, Kim. All answers will be revealed. Because I think all the Jaws sharks are boys. Actually, fun fact, I do know that because they use the original model for this Jaws. So you're just saying because it's Jaws. named Bruce. No, like they used a male shark form. My mistake. And they used the same form for the second film that they used for the first film. But apparently they kept Bruce behind like a studio lot building and he had rotted so much that they couldn't reuse anything from him. So they just kind of like remade the same model. So it's essentially the same shark, even though it's not the same shark. Something tells me one of these movies is like a no yeah jaws three like they're a te- they're a, they're they're dealing with like some crazy fucking shark and they finally kill it and then they find out that was the baby shark and then mama shark shows up for the final you know for the finale right 
Is that the big 3D moment through the glass? <laughs> That's the big 3D moment. That's not the movie we're here to talk about today. Kim, we're here to talk about Jaws 2. Uh, maybe the most drive-in-y of all Jaws movies. What are three good things about Jaws 2? Well, I think we've already done the first one. I think we can throw that one to the tagline. Best tagline of all time. Okay. Uh, number one, easy, done. Uh, number two, I'm going to say... Really good shark villain in this one. He gets burn scars. He's very, very cool and evil looking. He's like Dr. Claw to, what's that gadget guy? Inspector Gadget. (laughs) What's that gadget guy? (laughs) Yeah, best tagline, charge shark. And I gotta say number three has to be- Charge shark. Has to be that the shark eats a helicopter. A whole helicopter. Whole fucking helicopter. Eats a helicopter pilot. Eats the helicopter. Almost damn near kills a dozen kids with the helicopter blades when they break off in the water. I mean, I wasn't lying when I said this was Vendetta Shark, the yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this movie's really not afraid to put kids in danger and put them in danger for long periods of time. Uh, if it's been a while since you've seen Jaws 2, because I think it gets it gets maligned against the original Jaws. It really kind of doesn't hold a candle to it. Jaws is a perfect film, but Jaws 2's wild. It's definitely got a driving quality to it and is almost a slasher movie with a shark. Here's the trailer. We'll be back in a minute. When the movie Jaws first opened, it created a sensation. and shark sightings increased by the thousands in all the vast and unknown depths of the ocean. How could there have been only one? Once, there was a terrible tragedy here, but today, Amity has a new hotel and the promise of a perfect summer. Now, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, the legend continues. Terry! Chief Brody, can, can we go, please? I think we may have another shark problem. Are you serious? Roy Scheider. Lorraine Gary and Murray Hamilton. Look at this. That's a shark. Look, Brody, you started a panic on a public beach. Now, what if somebody decides to sue us? That's a shark. Did you ever stop to think about that? And I know what a shark looks like because I've seen one up close. About this one, because I don't intend to go through that hell again. Don't press it this time. Mike is out there. Over there. Oh, God! 
hours, a boy is dead, and my son and husband are still out there. Get me out! Get out of the way! None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Jaws 2 is currently sitting at a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. And I can say I can see that a lot of my friends that I follow on Letterboxd have given this movie like four and a half stars. <laughs> Those are the right friends. <laughs> Those are the ones that are just voting based on the helicopter sequence. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, no, what was it like? Shark repellent in that Batman episode? Because isn't that shark e- trying movie, to get yeah. the helicopter? Oh yeah, yeah. Batman and Robin are going up the helicopter ladder, and that's that's when the shark attacks them. Good stuff. Wow. So not even the first shark eating a helicopter. Yeah, he's really doing his best, but he doesn't quite get there in the Batman movie. That is one thing that this film does really well, and I think they were really aware of in being a predecessor to Jaws, where the shark was used very sparingly and to great effect. Like when we finally do see Bruce eating Quint in the boat, it's so effective. And so they didn't hide the shark from us. Like we see the shark right away, really early. They seem to have perfected the malfunctions that were <laughs> plaguing them in the first film because the shark does some serious chomping. And it's it's good. The shark looks great. The shark looks awesome the in sh- this movie. Yeah, the shark in this film is top-notch fantastic. Yeah, you see a lot of them in early on, but I gotta say, it's the fault of two-hour movies. There are huge stretches of Jaws 2. <laughs> there are where huge sharkless moments. Yeah, very sharkless. Like, I don't care about the new hotel they're building. I don't care that the old mayor is still the mayor and that everybody's like, oh, sharks? Never heard of them. Not even in these waters, ever. I fully agree with you here, and that's maybe my first big criticism of the film, is that we start 20 minutes too early. It should have started with the kids doing the parasailing and the water skiing, because that would have been a great cold open Are you moment. saying the finale of the movie is where we should have started? No, the pair, like, is it called parasailing where you're in like a parachute oh, shit. kind yeah. of thing yeah, off yeah, yeah. the water? That that sequence where, you know, we think the shark's going to get his butt, but then he doesn't. <laughs> and um, the girl's just water skiing and we can see like the trails of her skis in the water and nobody yeah. dies in that sequence, but it's very tense and it's very good. But instead we get 20 minutes of a very bored Chief Brody, uh, a oh, la man. Rob Schneider, who does not want to be in this movie. Not at all. <laughs> Every scene, like he's driving through the streets like he doesn't want to be there he's sitting down fixing a tie like he doesn't want to be there it's i had forgotten that he didn't want to be there in real life and you can see it in the movie it reminds you when he's late for the hotel opening and you're like why are we here what is this purpose yeah this uh, you know as much as everybody knows that uh that jaws was a troubled production mostly because like kim said they couldn't figure out how to use the shark properly trying to shoot on water that's always moving was a huge pain in the ass apparently this one behind the scenes was just as tumultuous but mostly because the first director got fired roy schneider didn't want to be there it's it just seemed like trouble from start to finish 
I mean, and they also have the elements of like, you know, water spouts and hurricane warnings. Oh yeah, that's never going to go away. And like, apparently at one point, the kids were being circled by hammerhead sharks. Really? Yes. That's fucked. Yeah. Fuck. So does that mean some of the reaction shots of this movie are genuine? They just keep filming? Like anytime the kids are screaming shark, it might be real? Like, oh no, we thought they were acting. Uh, These kids went method. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Fuck, that's scary. Oh, thank God! Thank God, nothing happened to Keith Gordon. We'd be we'd be in a Christineless world if anything happened to Keith Gordon on uh, the set of this movie. Little Arnie Cunningham he's, with his sideburns. He has he's playing a chimney sweep in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 looks like they tried to do a caricature of Steven Spielberg. Like that's to me when I look at him, I'm like, oh, he looks like a young mad Steven. He Spielberg. was their teenage Quint. Like they were just like <laughs> reluctant to be out there, doesn't want to be doing it. Nerdy, hates girls. I mean, I guess Quint... Hates girls. No, well... He's trying to set his friend up the whole time. <laughs> okay, so he's Quint and Arnie Cunningham in this movie. This is his Indianapolis. <laughs> like, the time that he watched a few of his friends die, he's like, that's when I saw his eyes. Oh, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> this was his uh, acting debut. No shit. Yeah. He's good in so it. So he really was... He's a... actually really good in he it. He really was a baby in it. Wow. A little baby. Good for him. A little baby with sideburns. Yeah, the the babies from Jaws are are all grown up in this movie. I didn't realize until looking at the Wikipedia plot summary that uh, Mike is 17. How old was he in the first film? Was he the kid making the mashed potatoes? Or was that the other kid? You are thinking of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I think? He's the kid who comes in like, look, Ma, I got bit by a vampire. Like, he's he's young enough that he's still got a bit of a speech impediment, like his teeth don't fit his face yet. No, aren't they? Isn't there mashed potatoes in that sad dinner scene? I mean, there might be. That sad, cute dinner scene Where with the juice glasses of wine. Juice glasses, yeah. I, uh, maybe they're eating mashed potatoes. I don't know. I guess I'm focusing more on Sheriff Brody in that moment who's doing nothing but just staring into the dark abyss of his own soul. <laughs> yeah, no, the kids The kids in the first movie look like they're both under 10, but here, apparently, he's about ready to, re- about ready to graduate high school. Well, you can kind of see that. All the teens are teening it up. They're all hooking up, yeah. <laughs> well, only two of them are hooking up. Everybody else is just trying to get on the right boat so that they can talk to a girl. <laughs> yeah. It's been enough time that a lot of people have either forgotten or just put away that horrible summer where a, where a shark ruined the economy at Amity Island. And you know what? Mayor, still cool. He is still in office at least 10 years later. Uh, so we learned nothing from I mean, the first job. I, I could understand him getting reelected. It's the scenes where Sheriff Brody's like, we got a shark. And he's like, mm, probably not. Those those are the aggravating scenes where nobody wants to do anything about it. And they're, and they're like, oh, I don't know. Could be anything. Oh, could be like these giant bite marks. Probably. The, the scientist shows up and says... Either it could be a great white shark or a killer whale. Not really not really sure which. In this she film- says there's a 50-50 shot <laughs> that it's a shark. And the mayor goes, none of the evidence she gave suggests shark. We have to be real. Maybe it's a controversial opinion, but Chief Brody is in the wrong for most of the film. He is lucky there's a shark in the second half. Now, we as the audience know that there's a shark because of that opening sequence with those divers who are, like, taking photos at the orca. They're taking selfies at the orca. Like, it's as famous as the Jaws orca. (laughs) Yeah. And we see a shark in that sequence, and we're like, oh, no, shark's back. Literally photograph their own killer. Chief Brody does not know that. He's just like, nope, motherfucking shark back. (laughs) Shark's back. Yeah, he's on the beach in the shark tower shooting into the the water by the looks of it before he, everybody got out of it he deserved to be fired he was running around with that gun and like 
It was insanity. I love that the moment that there's any whisper of a shark, just like danger in the water, he's in his office at night, all the lights are off, he's putting cyanide into hollow point bullets and sealing them with like a wax candle. And we're like, we really need to get Chief Brody off this island. Yeah, he's two minutes away from like making his own bombs and just like rigging them up in the water and just getting everything ready to blow. What was he like every summer previous? I mean, hopefully chill, but probably like this. This, If this was set the, the the summer after the first movie, you'd believe it. You're like, of course he's going to act like this. It's still fresh. Like, oh, God, he's got to protect everybody. Shark could come back. That first summer afterward, I bet, sucked. I bet he was, uh, I bet he was just a little too gun ready on the beach. I mean, he is in this, and he's given so little prompting. You don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like, yeah, he goes, he goes a little off the handle, but like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you expect him to? I like, think he deserved to be fired. You th- <laughs> if I was going on the evidence that the town You would have fired him had, earlier. I would have been like, give me that gun. And then you find out there's like cyanide in it. And you're like, get off Amity Island, you freak. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're mad. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, they were right to fire him, sure. And then he gets one photograph of like a shark eye. And he's like, look, look, I'm right. But I think... <laughs> It look it's a whole ass shark. They've got teeth in that photograph. Okay, so there was a shark in the ocean. Big surprise. What are you talking about? It's on a film reel that's that was taken at the exact same time as when these guys were diving in the orca. In the middle of the ocean where sharks should be living. I guess that's a good point. It wasn't like right off. It wasn't like a hundred meters off the shore. My my brain's been ruined by the Jaws board game. It makes <laughs> it makes you think everything's happening like right next door. Uh, yeah, okay, sure, fine. But the real reason they fire him is just because he's yelling, Shark. It has nothing, I don't even think he they- He pulled a gun out on the beach! That's, that's a Kim problem. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think the city council at Amity really gave a fuck. They were just like, this guy's wiling out, but I mean, like, pff, I mean, we're all a little crazy, aren't we? You gotta, you don't have to be crazy to live on Amity, but it sure helps. They really just want to get rid of him because he's ruining their business The hotel deals. money, yeah. yeah. That's it. He could be shoot- he could be on the beach with a bottle of Jack Daniels in his underwear, firing bullets into the water. <laughs> And as long as everybody kept, bu- you know, booking hotel rooms, they'd be like, that's just our kooky sheriff. Love him, right? <laughs> we fill his gut with blanks. Don't <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he's like, shork. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the saddest existence. Shork in the water. <laughs> you imagine him wearing a diaper when you picture it, too? <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, Sheriff Brody, he's a real piece of work in this movie. Uh, he's got nobody on his side. Like, he's got no team in this movie. I mean, he's got his wife. She doesn't believe him for shit, but she is, like, they do have a good marriage. She defends him when it's right to defend him, but she's like, "Mm, you're full of shit when he's full of shit. She's a very fair and just wife. Yeah, yeah, but there's nobody in his corner. Like, at least in the first Jaws, like, we got a team where it's just like, it's us. I guess I just want Richard Dreyfuss. Like, I just want somebody to be like, I got you, pal. I'm here. Apparently, I'm a millionaire, but I'm still going to wear lots of denim and a sailor hat, and we're going to yell at everybody until they believe us. Me and my soft hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it needs a quint. Like, there are no, like, Sheriff Brody is trying to be all of those characters. And he's he's, not enough alone because he's the quiet quiet, smart type, and he's the one you, you trust in that situation. He's the one you want on the police boat because he's he's full out, you know, man of good, man of the badge. But you need somebody to balance him out who's just like, you know, shooting bullets into the sand. And the fact that he's doing it, you're like, we don't, this is, oh, he's we're in many, danger now. He's too many people. He yeah. can't be the man of the badge and also be the guy that's shooting cyanide bullets into the air. That's a Quint move. 
He's going up against a meaner shark in this movie, I think. Yeah, because the shark has a fucking vendetta. Like, this you, sh- you say that. There's it, no evidence for okay, it. Okay, he bites the cord connecting the boat to the rescue boat. He kills the helicopter rescue. He's just lurking around these kids who are in, like, a flimsy catamaran that he could eat instantaneously. Instead, he's like, I'm going to wait till Sheriff Brody comes here, and then I'm going to eat his son in front of him. He didn't. That'd be great. Can you, if that was the whole move, like, it's, like, Die Hard 3. <laughs> He's just like, you killed my brother. I'm going to make you watch your family die. No, like, I think he bit that rope that you're talking about by accident. Mm. I think he was trying. Mm. No, nah, it's a complete accident. Mm. The, the, <laughs> honestly, the sh- they, they were tying the boats together, and then the shark showed up, and he was like, what? And just, like, hit the, you know, like, hit the full throttle, crashed the boat. And as he was going, he literally put the rope into the shark's mouth. Like, I think the the this shark, shark was headed toward such it. such a vendetta, though. The it's... shark was not planned. The shark planned nothing. Yeah, he had a whole map under there. And, oh he, <laughs> and he was plotting out. He's like, okay, I can smell that that's a Schneider boy. <laughs> and they he, because he followed the miles. They were around Amity Island, and then they were at the lighthouse, and then they were at some barge. So a, you mean it was it, a motherfucking? You mean vendetta. to tell me in the beginning of this movie he picked off? He was hanging out at the orca, just you know getting evidence to prove his case. Pouring one out for the homies. <laughs> was taken down. Oh, so he was trying to do this the lawful way. He was going to take him to court, but then he was gathering evidence. Yes. Okay, I, I I do like to imagine that he killed the skier at the beginning of the movie. Uh, because it was like quiet and off in the middle of nowhere and nobody would see it happen except some old crazy lady that nobody would believe. Uh, and, and so that way it could like sow seeds of doubt against Roy Schneider. Like the whole idea is like, I need, I just need to, I need to get him fired. I need to get him paranoid. I need to get him a little on the fringes everybody from everybody else. Everybody out of else. his corner. So he goes out on the boat alone. And then it's mano a mano. See, you're, you're getting on the same page with I like me. the idea, but I think it's horseshit. Like I, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think at all that's at all what's happening in the movie but you know maybe maybe he kicks it into high gear after he gets his face burned uh that is such a cool ass fucking moment that sequence is where jaws 2 really won me over up until that point i was like what the fuck are we doing and we're like 30 minutes in the movie at this point yeah but then they eat the water skier great love it and then they fucking blow up a boat with a girl on it oh man that's so it's so tragic because she's definitely just trying to hit this shark over the head with a gas can but apparently there's no lid on the gas can and she's just pouring it all over herself she accidentally dunks it all. It does look like she's just like, oh, shit, I don't want to die by shark. Better burn myself alive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when she hits him with the flare, you know, the, the shark catches on fire, but so does the boat and so does she. And it looks like a shitty way to go. Also, they it feels like they're so close to the shore. And they I have are. to I have to commend them, too, for the choice of beach that they picked in that moment, because it really reminds me of the opening in the original Jaws, where all the kids are hanging out around the fire. And like the, it looks like the same dunes. And you're like, oh, fuck, Bruce, too, knows what's up. <laughs> Cause he's a vendetta shark. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, like the the rest of the movie, he's he's got this charred face, like he's I, like he's Two Face from Batman. No, like he's a bad guy in James Bond. Yes, he looks so fucking. Isn't there cool. a shark guy in James Bond? Yeah, his name's Jaws. Oh, he's got teeth that can bite through anything. Hmm. You mean to tell me that one of uh, either hmm. he became a shark? Does he have burns? <laughs> no, he's, he's. Does he get burns? I don't think so. He should have burns. He's in more than one movie. Does he have a vendetta? <laughs> yeah, he hates James Bond. He hates <laughs> he hates democracy. Just like 
Vendetta shark. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just love the design of the shark, because the whole rest of the movie, anytime he pops up, he's just got this gnarly-looking, charred-up face. It never heals. It's always black. It looks awesome. And it's the kind of look that you would normally see in the finale. Like, oh, now we're in our final form. But, like, he looks... I mean, sharks are scary in general, but, like, he looks fucking terrifying every time he shows up in the movie. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'd like some evidence, you know, like some scientific evidence on how how often sharks hunt above the surface. Because this shark doesn't eat any fish. He's just like, fuck it, I'm getting the children. <laughs> You'd think there'd be some sort of subplot where there's just like, oh, man, fucking pollution this year is killing all the fish. I mean, I guess he did eat an orca, but that wasn't even proved. Like, we didn't see him eat the orca. It would be funny, though, if he, like, took a little bite out of the orca. So he's like, haha, inconclusive. What? Like, he deliberately just used a smaller bite radius so they thought it was, like, a different shark or Mm -hmm. something? Kim's putting a lot into this shark. This is, like, smarter than most slasher villains we're dealing with, according to Kim. Well, I just have to say that it's either Chief Brody's fucking crazy or this shark has a vendetta. You can't just have, like, oh, maybe a shark and Chief Brody's totally not overreacting and then, like, oh, this shark happens to hunt everybody he loves and cares for. Chief Brody's crazy, but there's also a vendetta shark, which are two weird things colliding and it's a weird coincidence what's the shark up to in in jaws the revenge like don't they establish he that hates it's... 3d <laughs> and water skiers and, and he michael doesn't Kane. want the water park no that's He's that like, you're thinking of jaws 3 jaws oh. 4 the revenge the one set on christmas oh god i think has something to do like i think they're just like i swear that's the original shark it's the <laughs> it's the bloodline and like that shark is going after the family that one's even weirder but uh, I I don't know if I subscribe to this Vendetta Shark situation, but I do like the look. I do like the idea. It's fun to play around with. I think the kids just stumble into the shark, and because he wasn't able to kill them, they're always around. And he just keeps circling, waiting for them to fall into the water, or waiting for some sort of sign of life for him to go attack. Like, maybe he fucks off and he goes to try and find some fish, and then when the kids are lashing the boats together, somebody falls in, or a helicopter splashes down, and he's like, oh shit, what's that? Better go back and check it out. Like, I think they they just wander into his his little territory. Now, I have not looked at a map. I'm sure he's ping-ponging all over the fucking place. But it's a... F- he's fast-traveling like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I mean, it's uh, it's a movie, so whatever. Of course he's going to attack the main characters. Uh, the, the, the sequence where the kids get attacked in, like, the last almost half of the movie, it's, like, 45 minutes long. They're floating on a piece of cloth, though. If that shark wanted to eat them, he could have just eaten them. He doesn't want to get splinters. He's already been burned. He can't risk he can't risk another another injury like that. <laughs> He's just like, "No, I will I will eat these sails on purpose so that they can't actually boat their boats and then I will just leave them alone." Yeah, no, he totally just lucked out in that they all started crashing into each other and like basically, you know, put their made their boats inoperable. Like they're fucked. Like they they can't even I think they've got one sail left between the four boats that they've lashed together. You'd think every boat on the sea would have to have a couple r- rows. What do you call them? Rows? Paddles? Paddles. Uh, Things to row with. They probably did, but I think they maybe some of them maybe fell out. Mm. Um, 
just sort of in the in the in the shuffle but they I don't think those they were ever planning on getting that far out like they were maybe going a little further than normal by trying to make it to the lighthouse um on I guess the peninsula of Amity Island so they could drink their 8 a.m. beers in private it was very early to be making plans to go drink beers yeah when they were like okay boats at eight my dad's got beers and then they cut to like him sneaking out early morning I was like oh they're really oh you mean 8 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, 8 p.m., perfect time for it. But then I, maybe this is actually the most responsible thing they ever did. They're going to boat out at 8 a.m., have a few, like, brunch beers, sober up, and then boat home. Like, they can't boat drunk. That's dangerous. Anyway, when the shark attacks, it's a great sequence because throughout the rest of the movie, there's, you know, kind of like Jaws, like the shark pops up. He fucks around a little bit. He bites he gets a few some people. Divers. Yeah, and then disappears. He gives the diver the bends. We completely forgot that. Yeah, where there's a whole school of divers. School of divers? Yeah, there's a whole class of divers. That's fun. I like school of divers. Yeah, because the human becomes fish at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll call them schools. Yeah, and he freaks out, pops out his oxygen tank, and then just immediately heads toward the surface. But he has an embolism because... Uh, he gets the bends. And then, of course, he can't tell Chief Brody and prove to everybody that he saw a shark, but it's enough that Chief Brody's like, it was the fucking shark. I know. <laughs> Chief Brody's been saying it's the fucking shark since, like, he, you know, he woke up one day and he was missing a sock. This is grade <laughs> A shark evidence. <laughs> When the shark attacks the kids, though, it's a great sequence because it doesn't really stop. Like, he attacks, they they recover a little bit, he fucking comes back. We get, I think, the best shark attack it's kinda moment. kind of like he has a vendetta. It's kind of like he has a vendetta. <laughs> like, I, I, we do get, like, I think, the best shark. Do you think the shark doesn't know that it's... On a vendetta? The shark doesn't no. know it's on a vendetta? No, do you think the shark doesn't know that it's the Schneider kids on the boat? Do you think the shark doesn't know who Rob Schneider is? Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider. Why do I keep saying Rob? Because Rob Schneider's a real person. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Chief Brody. The Brody kids. No. I think the shark's a shark. I think the shark is... is. I think the shark's only thoughts are nom, 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 sleep, sleep, nom. Like, the, the, the shark rests a little bit and then eats again. Like, it's just a never-ending eating machine. So you don't think? No! I, for, <laughs> for, a, for a half an hour I've been saying I don't think the shark is on a vendetta. I don't think the shark knows who the Brody kids are. And I don't think the shark had a brother. <laughs> At least a brother that attacked Amity Island. Well, then I don't know what we're here for. Like, what? what is left? What do we say? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking me down. <laughs> Uh, so fun fact too about that weird electric barge thing that they're like, oh, this is the last stop before Cuba or whatever, or <laughs> Ireland, yes. Ireland. So they built it. It was actually a barge because the the shark that they needed in those sequences for the finale mm-hmm. needed to have this underwater platform. Oh, and you know, like if it was actually like an island or a spot that they they scouted, it would have that gradual climb up to the island, so the platform wouldn't be hidden because oh. they couldn't put it deep enough. So actually. The shark platform was attached to the barge. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so the the barge itself hid all of the gear that was doing all of those, like, finale shark moments. Like when the shark jumps up and bites the high-voltage electric cable. Exactly. What an incredible moment. Apparently, they had to get environmental approval from, like, the coast of Florida. To build the barge? To be able to? to submerge the equipment that they needed for the shark. That's interesting. It looks great. 
one of the cool i mean maybe the uh, other than the shark being half burnt the second coolest image of the whole movie is when he bites into those fucking cables and he just explodes he's got fire coming out of his eyeballs it makes me sad (laughs) it's a fake shark he was just avenging his brother Kim is so, so on this vendetta idea that she's mad when he can't complete his vendetta. I just think Chief Brody is fucking nuts in this movie. And you think he should be punished by by watching his kids die in front of him. They went out on the water. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking asked for it. This is a shark land. Where sharks be sharks and boys be drowning. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Kim woke up today and chose chaos. Oh, boy. Did you know that originally uh, when they were, because obviously Jaws made a ton, the original Jaws made a ton of money and they were like, how the fuck can we do another one? Yeah. The first treatment of the script, I think it was by the original, the guy who wrote the original Jaws. Mm -hmm. um, The one who's a PR rep for the newspaper in in the movie. It was going to be Quint's story. It was going to be a prequel. Oh, my God. Yeah. When it's like, you know, like the 99 guys go into the water, 17 come out of the water. Like, I would have fucking watched the shit out of that. But um, the studio didn't want to go too dark. They wanted to go more fun, more like summer movie. That's yeah. why we ended up doing this like, oh, a bunch of kids are stuck on a boat and only two of them die. Yeah, that would have been that. that- proposed movie would have been horribly depressing it would have been so fucking dark but it would have had a gung-ho thing to it though right because it's the american army that's that was literally the crew that was delivering the atomic bomb (laughs) like that's dark (laughs) um while they were plagued with all of the production issues at one point steven spielberg actually contemplated coming back on if they were going to do that film really yeah because originally he was like no we already did the quintessential jaws also it was a fucking nightmare to do i'm not doing another one and then they're like hey steve what if we do now we've done the quintessential jaws what if we do the quint jaws oh. and he was like oh you got me there <laughs> the quint essential jaws yeah maybe i'll win the oscar then but yeah alas mm. There, well, and there also there was like they went through so many directors, and apparently because Ellen Brody, Chief Brody's wife, mm-hmm. was the real life wife of the Universal executive. No shit. And they were like, we want her on the boat for the rescue of the kids, and and the original director was like, no, is <laughs> no, that, is, Ellen Brody. And is they that how were he like, got fired? Fired. <laughs> wow. And then she still didn't wind up on the boat when they rescued the kids. She made it halfway. She, she rescued it, one. She rescued somebody else's kid. <laughs> like the to the to the two kids who throw the whole movie who are just like hooking up all over the island uh, and are trying to hook up on the boat end up getting attacked great sequence by the way like the shark grabs this kid and then you see like in the in the shark's mouth he's flying toward the boat looked amazing yeah he was getting a full like taxi lift to that boat <laughs> really dug it i think yeah some of the i think some of the shark stuff in this movie is better than some of the shark stuff in in the first jaws at least the shark above water. Like there's there's a moment where the shark pops up and tries to grab one of the kids who's like a little too close to the edge of the boat, and it looks it looks better than when the shark jumps up onto the orca in Jaws. I love the moment when the shark the moment where they're trying to get the littlest Brody boy out yeah, of the water. That kid gets so fucking traumatized. And uh, the girl comes, she dives in to go rescue him, and then she gets full out hooked by the shark. And you like, see, you see no it like blood. really right bite into it. Yeah, <laughs> no blood, no nothing. He just like shark POV, like eats her, and then goes back in the water, and there's just no trace of her. She's just fucking gone. He's fucking traumatized in that moment because he knows yeah. he's a Brody boy. 
Well, Kim's made her point abundantly clear. I obviously don't think it's the any sort of relative or or any sort of copycat killer from the first <laughs> Jaws. I did want to go back to that moment where um where Ellen Brody goes with them to the canoodling teens and they rescue the girl. It's such a funny moment in the story because knowing that they were really pushing for her to go- come out with them and they know that Chief Brody needs to be alone in the finale. Yeah. He just leaves them on the boat. He's just like, okay, um, actual chief, because I've been fired. Yes. Uh, wife, goodbye. I'm going off. You stay with girl. Well, they're taking her he's t- they're, t- they're taking her back to the shore. To I know. There's the a hospital. lot of weird taking back to shore thing because Mike, he eventually, because he gets knocked out in the water at some point, they pull him on the only boat that's working and three boys from the group of kids row back to shore and that's how Brody knows that the overall group is at the barge Mm -hmm. but it's weird that Mike leaves his little brother like I know he's a slightly injured at that point but he's conscious and coherent enough when he runs into Chief Brody that he's like Fucking shark ate us. They're at the barge. Yeah, well, the imp- the impression you get when they leave is that they're like, oh, Mike's bleeding a lot. We got to get him to a hospital. But as soon as he's awake and sees his dad, he's like, nah, I'm good. It's fine. And so we're just going to go wait out by the uh, by the lighthouse. And he's like, Sean is there. And it's just like, why the fuck did you leave your brother? Well, he was unconscious. It wasn't really his choice. I'm sure he woke up and he was like, why did you take me away from my brother? But then, like, the curly-haired guy has to have that big emotional moment of, like, Sean, look at me. Take this damn rope. <laughs> That's a funny moment. Yeah. I hate you, Sean. I love like, you, Sean. I'm so sorry. He, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes through the, like, the whole arc of bad dad, right? Where he, he gets like, the biggest emotional, like familial moment of the whole movie, and he's not even part of the Brody family. No, he's just some snotty dude who's like in the group. I think the highlight of his um of his scenes is after, you know, the shark attacks them. I, I'm not sure if this is after they've seen the helicopter pilot, like, die. No, it's before that. But he's just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, where they're all just like, oh, God, I, I, I hope I make it out of this. We're all going to die. Oh, it's going to be so rough. I'm hungry. Yeah, like, that's... that's and one girl's like, how about we play charades? And you're like, what? We're going to die. Somebody would suggest it. It would be you. You're the charade person in the group who'd be like, "Mm, you guys want to pass the time? Well, I'd say in that scenario, I'd take the same role I take most days where I'm like, hey, everybody, are we all plagued by the thought that we're going to die one day, maybe sooner than we'd like? Let's have some entertainment. You pull a guitar out of nowhere and then we're singing songs. Oh fuck, don't no. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. <laughs> we're kumbayaing to our untimely deaths. I mean, honestly, what are we doing right here, right now? We're just Stop! We're just <laughs> trying to forget the fact that we're all gonna disappear one day. It's the first thought we all have when we wake up. It's definitely the last thought we have before we go to bed. And everything in the middle is a is a convenient distraction. Well, everyone, this has been Nightmare on Life Street. Would you like to play charades? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> so, okay, how on a, on a scale of one to five, how crazy do you think Chief Brody is 30 minutes into the movie and then 90 minutes into the movie. Ooh, you know, honestly, I think he's he's level five crazy 30 minutes into the movie. And then he's 2.5, maybe three crazy by the end of the movie. Like he really levels out and is sane again by the time he he has an actual thing to hunt. Okay, Once now- he knows there's a shark... Before that, he's just he's he's hunting an idea. Uh, but like once there's an actual physical thing, like he he can actually point somewhere. Yeah, but don't you think that it, it like if we if we're not given the omnipotent audience award, like we're not 
Okay. We're not so given we, all we don't the, know there's a shark. Exactly. We have the exact same am- amount of information that Chief Brody has. Mm. Like, don't you think he's motherfucking lucky there's actually a shark? He's at rock bottom. He's drinking beers in his police fam. He was drinking beers in his police fam because they fired him. Like, he got loaded. Yeah, because he's at rock him. bottom. <laughs> he's nothing without the badge who is he if he's not a cop I think that the whale getting beached with giant bite marks out of it yeah but even the professional she's like I don't know the professional says it's either this it's either a shark or another whale but even then she's not that much concerned because she's like I think it fucking floated for 15 miles if it was eaten by a shark it was fucking miles away so who fuck cares she's on the take she's getting some of that big hotel money <laughs> she's I don't getting believe paid it. off yeah everybody every <laughs> the shark's paying her off <laughs> everybody but Brody including his wife is making money off this hotel deal it's true she's got some conflict of interest in right this one. and would she have it amounts been... to nothing but she has it <laughs> yeah would she have been as worried if she wasn't there in her official work capacity you're like you're embarrassing me yeah there was a lot of that like there was genuine concern where she's like i think he's lost it i think this is it uh, <laughs> and in front of people oh if only it was like quiet and secret no i think uh, i think everybody's i think everybody it's an inside job and I, I think brody is the one sane person who's got no ties to the hotel and gives zero fucks about it that's able to see things clearly i just think it's pretty interesting at this point that amity is just plagued by sharks that don't want to eat fish like normal sharks yeah that's a we're just like you know what i want beachgoers they taste good it's you know what it is it's that it's that tanning oil (laughs) (laughs) this is the real reason you're not allowed to tan with baby oil anymore it's not that it'll give you skin cancer it's that it attracts the sharks like roast little sauce, plump little sausages floating in the sea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all out there just crisping ourselves up, and he's like, mmm, they got that nice tough skin on them. But yeah, it's a it's a good little summer shark movie. It's got a great-ass shark in it, I'll give you that. Comparing it to the ri- original is always going to do it no favors, but yeah, like, as a standalone? It's not as dangerous as the original Jaws. It doesn't feel as dangerous as the original Jaws, but there are still some very great shark action sequences. Yeah, absolutely. Like the... The water skiing incident, the teens making out incident, the divers incident is even okay. Yeah, I mean, like, they they plumb the depths for things that are dangerous in the water in this one in in a way that they maybe didn't do as much of in the first one. But, yeah, it it doesn't have those strong characters. It doesn't have as tight a scary story as the original Jaws. Like, they're really hinging on the backstory of the first one. Like, the whole, like, oh, we don't want to believe there's a shark because it's bad for business is, is something in the background. You know, like, it's it's motivation for some characters, but, like, it's not the core of the story in the first one. And in this, that's all it is. It's that, you know, plus a, a crazy sheriff or a sheriff who's driven crazy by trying to, like, do his fucking job when nobody wants to listen to Yeah, him. well, in the first one, it's it's extra dark because we know there's a shark. We know there is a shark in the water and corporate greed is taking over regardless. This yeah. one, it's like corporate greed... Also, not really a lot of hard evidence. Yeah. I mean, these <laughs> these these are always fun movies to watch when the world's just, like, burning up from climate change. Because uh, it's the same thing, just, like, on a smaller scale, you know? We've got all this evidence. So the shark is, like, a metaphor for... Wildfires. Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> this one does have more fire shark in it, I will say. Because he gets crisped in the end, and he gets crisped in the beginning. But yeah, as a standalone shark movie, 2.5 out of 4. Yeah, and honestly, for, like, summer, it's... 
summer of 78 we're going back we're at the drive-in i would be fucking stoked oh man it. if we if we watch this at a drive-in and not our living room oh at least a 0.25 bump <laughs> yeah we were gonna watch it outside but it got too cold but that's just our opinion, guys. Let us know what you thought of Jaws 2. I know this is a pretty celebrated sequel that a lot of people are reevaluating. Um, and, you know, if you're looking, I'm sure you're probably watching it this summer if you're looking for some shark movies. I know, obviously, we got the Meg 2 in the movie theater. But if it's been a while since you've seen Jaws 2, throw this one on. It's real good. Yeah, it's, like a, it's got a little few boring parts, but there's it, it rewards you with sharky moments at times. Let us know what you thought on Twitter at NOFS Podcast, on threads at Nightmare on Film Street. Oh, yeah, threads. <laughs> and, of course, in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at nofspodcast.com slash discord. If you've been a fan of Nightmare on Film Street for a while and you want even more Nightmare on Film Street content, head to nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub or patreon.com slash nightmare on film street to join us in our super exclusive, I don't know, membership club. It's a few bucks a month and you get access to our Graveyard Smash series where we've been going through the Universal Monsters franchise one monster at a time. We're currently on The Mummy. We've gone through Dracula and Frankenstein. So there's a whole bunch of content there for you to enjoy. That is at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub or patreon.com slash nightmare on film street. We'll be back again soon with a truly wild follow up. From another movie that came out in the summer of 78. I had to fight for this one. From a director, a celebrated master of horror. John wanted Piranha. But yeah, fuck, are you kidding me? I still think Jaws 2 and Piranha is a great pairing. But anyway, we'll be back again soon. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.